You're listening to Healthcare Now Radio. Stand by for this just in the latest in healthcare innovation and technology trends with your HIT advisor, Justin Barnes. Thank you for joining me today on This Just In Radio. I had an amazing time this year at the HIMSS Annual Conference as we aired This Just In Radio live from the show floor, our fourth year in a row, and thankfully, they always get better. Thank you very much to all of my amazing guests that came by to share their time and thought leadership. Many thanks to the show sponsor, Lenovo Health, and certainly many thanks to Roberta Mullins and the Healthcare Now Radio team for producing this show. We've compiled all of the guest interviews to share with you in this broadcast, but look for many more in the coming weeks. You'll also find these interviews on our archive channels. Just check in at thisjustinradio.com. We hope you enjoy these HIMSS 18 recordings as they are all in their true environment with 40,000 healthcare and health IT leaders all around us. As this year, we place our studio right in the middle of all the action. And you'll be able to hear the energy and hopefully feel it as well. Enjoy. With that, I can bring on my first guest here, Ed Gillespie. Won't you walk on up here on the stage? Thank you very much, my friend. Excellent. Thank you. First of all, thank you very much, Ed Gillespie, Vice President and General Manager for Lenovo Health. So let's start off a little bit on what do you see out there, looking across healthcare uh, and health IT, what innovations are you most excited about? Thanks, Justin. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you all for uh, participating and listening in. It's exciting to be part of your radio show. I am also a frustrated uh, radio and DJ announcer. just finished announcing uh, my daughter's high school soccer game last night. That's why I just joined early this morning. So I'd love to get a microphone and, and have a lot of fun and, and certainly talk shop regarding the healthcare industry, which is one of my passions. I think in terms of the healthcare industry, we're seeing just a continued shift toward the industry shift in the past decade, really, from volume to value-based care and uh, the continued maturation of that process across the whole continuum of care to make sure that Health information technology plays even a more key role. So I'm excited about participating in that. Uh, I've done that in a past life. I'm really excited to be a part of the Lenovo Health team and uh, really seeing the pressure on the healthcare industry to provide more value uh, for the entire continuum of care, not just for patients, but now consumers. So we all have to be thinking about how we are driving wellness across that continuum, how we're doing it both from an inpatient, outpatient, uh, telehealth and also medical home, which is what we represent here at Lenovo. And I'm very excited to be able to showcase those solutions that we have from an integrated IT standpoint here and would invite all of you to come to our booth when you have time this week. Thank you very much, Ed. So tell me a little bit, a couple of ways in my audience, how are you addressing or would you, you uh, recommend people address those trends that you talked about, consumerism, uh, the medical home, patient medical home, all that. So how would you, what are some of the best practices that you would share there? Great, thank you. I think there's a number of best practices, maybe key on a few of them. Uh, really look at um, what we can do to really keep uh, the patient and the consumer in the center of everything that we're discussing and what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, this entire ecosystem, payer, provider, pharma, uh, and consumer is very important, but I think the most important in this entire ecosystem is the consumer and the patient, making sure that we own our wellness. Uh, as a consumer of healthcare, I think in the past uh, we have trusted our healthcare ecosystem too much and we haven't owned it. And I think that is really uh, the major change that we see as we shift from volume to value-based care is making sure that we've got integrated IT solutions that matter, uh, that are providing real value uh, so that folks can own uh, their health 
and uh, we're showcasing a lot of those solutions here. Let's actually dive into that a little bit, and we're going to have a panel. We have a global innovation panel that starts at 12.40 today. Uh, some phenomenal innovations in there. We'll have uh, Lenovo will be there, uh, Vital will be there, uh, Orbital will be there, Intel will be there. But, um, but tell me, um, just a couple of, uh, looking around the booth, what do you see here? What can you explain to the audience that maybe there's, there's a lot here in person, but also you know, 10,000 or so listening online. What do you have uh, for some innovations that you can talk about or highlight here? Well, I think it starts, again, with understanding what the patient needs are and being able to provide wellness uh, for them and that ongoing uh, proactive uh, wellness program across that continuum of care. What you see in our booth, uh, Justin and team, is uh, showcasing our core products, first and foremost, which um, are very robust uh, ThinkPad devices that are tailored for our healthcare industry. They're very reliable, uh, providing good patient outcomes through data. Um, and helping the entire ecosystem, both provider, payer, as well as pharma uh, solutions. Uh, then you've got some specific solutions in our booth uh, that are showcasing integrated solutions from an IT standpoint, both uh, inpatient and outpatient uh, with key partners and looking at tap-and-go solutions, looking at um, some uh, integrated solutions for radiology and cardiology solutions, as well as uh, being able to, to provide uh, that continuum of care beyond uh, the inpatient, beyond the four walls, uh, telemedicine solutions that we have with some partners as well as medical home. Um, and then you mentioned Vital as a, as a partner. We've got uh, one of our Vital principles here and, and working on a partnership with them as we speak to provide a diagnostic solution that would be a part of, uh, I would say, our medical home, but really uh, all, all the time care and be able to do some really great uh, wellness outcomes as well as some device-centric uh, outcomes for uh, diagnostics. So there's a number of solutions that we have, again, at the core, our ThinkPad products, uh, as well as being an integrated IT solution provider. So we believe that our value in the industry as Lenovo Health is being able to provide that health information technology solution, again, that is in the center of uh, our priority, uh, the, the uh, consumer that becomes the patient that really drives wellness and being able to provide the right technology, to be able to provide the right outcomes so that they can take action and make uh, good decisions on their wellness ongoing with their care providers. Oh, that's excellent. So you bring up action and actionable intelligence. That's what this show has uh, been about for the last four years that we broadcast live from him. And also just a, you know, a nod of uh, thanks to, to you and your team, um, Craig and Bobby here at Lenovo, because we all partnered almost a year ago and created Think Tank. We talked a lot of it. We brought in a lot of the latest innovations in, in value-based care and connected health and virtual care. You're bringing them a, lot of, a lot of them to life here in the booth uh, for MZ team. But we've had a phenomenal collaboration. We've had a great breakfast we just came from about 50 collaborators around those three topics and uh, just the biggest uh, health institutions and innovators out in the industry are uh, really moving a lot of those strategies forward and also sharing through collective wisdom the best practices that uh, we've been, you know, that we've learned and being on the front tip of the sphere, being on the front side of this in healthcare and the front lines of healthcare, you know, this think tank is now about to share over the next week or two um, about 60 best practices when it comes to value-based care, connected health and virtual care out to everybody. So um, I want to say thank you very much to you and your whole Lunovo team for helping us uh, create that think tank, sponsor that think tank, and really move us forward in the industry. It's great collaborative. Really having a lot of fun with that. So in, um, in our closing minute, any um, what else are you looking forward to at HIMSS 18 while you're still here for the next day or so? Well, thank you, Justin. Again, it's a pleasure to uh, kick off your radio show and uh, participate. It's a pleasure to uh, be participating with the entire HealthCo ecosystem. 
Um, I enjoyed uh, participating in hymns uh, my first time 10 years ago, and uh, really have enjoyed the past 10 years in this journey and, and continuing to provide value in the marketplace. And uh, really looking forward to connecting with a lot of customers and a lot of partners uh, here over the next uh, few days and uh, showcasing uh, our value as an integrated IT solution provider and uh, bringing to bear what you just described in a very real way for consumers, for patients, providers, payers, and pharma uh, in this entire ecosystem. It's complex, uh, but it doesn't need to be, regardless of your political persuasion. Uh, we know that we've got to take ownership uh, for our own health. And we've got to make sure uh, that we're providing the right systems in place from a healthcare delivery standpoint to be able to make sure that it's sustainable and it's real and it's value-based. So we're looking forward to showcasing that. We're looking forward to connecting with, again, a lot of customers and partners to be able to provide that and uh, look forward to that uh, this week and beyond. So thank you very much for allowing us to participate and kick off uh, this great radio show. Thank you very much, Ed. Ed Gillespie, Lodovo Health. Thank you very much, Ed. Thank you very much, John. I appreciate you guys being here. Was it, was it easy to find or? <laughs> Thank you. Well, first of all, you've been a great guest, John, for, for the radio show uh, since our inception here at him. So thank you very much for always coming back. You have a phenomenal new book out as well. But um, but it's, it's, it's Paul Serrato. So John, John Lomka, Paul Serrato, thank you very much for joining the show today. Let's start off with a, a little bit. Um, what innovations are you seeing in healthcare and health IT? So let's start off with you, Paul, a little bit on there. All right, uh, mobile medicine. Yep. And uh, one of the things that we're trying to do, as we do with the precision medicine book, is to separate hype from reality, which mobile is about. Maybe 100,000 mobile health apps have come now. Some of them are as little more than window dressing. Right. There are some that have a very, very real impact on healthcare and personalized care. So I say those are the two main innovations that come to my mind. And so talk a little, just give uh, maybe 10, 30 seconds on your book, the name of your new book, and uh, a little name, bit about it. The name of the book is uh, The Transformative Power of Mobile Medicine. So we're going to talk about telemedicine, we're going to talk about mobile health apps as it relates to uh, diabetes, cancer, all the, the big chronic diseases, and like separating the wheat from the chaff to figure out which ones work really well. Excellent. Oh, thank you. And so since you guys got here early, you get a little extra air time, so I didn't mind that. You know, it's excellent. So, John, regarding that, some of the trends that Paul spoke of, how do you recommend, uh, well, first of all, how are you addressing, and obviously the book is one way, or how do you recommend people address some of these trends that Paul spoke of? So we're at HIMS 2018, John, yeah, right? Yeah. Every HIMS has a theme, if you will. So last year, it was big data, big data, big data, population health care management. And today, what we're seeing, machine learning, APIs, and mobile. So what is our strategy? Do we believe that the EHR vendors are going to create the next great innovation for medicine, patient family engagement? We actually don't. What we think is Lego building blocks that you're going to get from certain organizations. It could be Google, Amazon, Microsoft. But there's also going to be innovation from the 26-year-olds in the garage. So my role as a CIO, and what I do at Beth Israel Deaconess in the Empire, instead of actually provisioning software, I'm procuring services, and I plumb them together to create these novel outcomes to help us on this journey to machine learning and precision medicine and the patient family engagement we want. Oh, excellent. So, how would you, what are some of the best practices that you, more on the granular level, and we have time for this, 
what are some of the best practices that you recommend to my audience and members of people here at HIMSS that all you know, take the time to be here to guide them in those directions, best practices? Sure. So, as I was saying, the, the monolithic one vendor, one size fits all solution is not, it's history. not going to be there. The question you need to ask yourself is what is your governance model in your organization? The adoption of cloud hosted services and these new mobile apps. And, and you have to be careful, right? So I want to tell you this is a true, true pitch that I had. I'm not making this up. I'm going to build a plug-in for Tinder. So when you get a sexually transmitted disease, you can take a picture of your groin, send it to the cloud, and deep learning will diagnose the infection that you have. Now, you got that bit. Yeah. I can tell you that if you don't have governance, right. you're actually going to get that in use throughout your organization, and maybe it's good or maybe it's bad, maybe it's stable, well, we don't know, right? I mean, you've heard of some mobile apps that the FDA has actually demanded be removed from the app store because they are just not effective. So our role is we curate the app, we ensure it's secure, it's plumbed appropriately, and then we put it in a curated app store, and then over time, monitor its life cycle. Those are just some bits of advice. Excellent. So what do you hope to achieve uh, at him or his 18th the next couple of days, or many couple of days? Well, I hope I have a voice at the end of it, right. but beyond that, I really believe that we're starting to see an ecosystem evolve of products and services that seamlessly plumb into the electronic health record and enhance the usability. Because you know, as an emergency physician, I have a two-to-one ratio of administrative time versus clinical time. That means I'm typing. I'm using the tools that aren't good for purpose. So I'm watching all the organizations around us think, how do I plug in your tool to add value, reduce burden, enhance experience, reduce total medical expense, and ensure quality? And I'm seeing that, and it's real. Excellent. So we have a couple of minutes. Paul, if you want to cover um, some of the high points of the book uh, that you guys, your precision medicine book, we're going to cover a couple of points there. I'm watching this thing. Or just an outline of what people can expect with the book. Very good points. So, John, what would, yeah, what would you like to add a couple points? For sure. So, each of us has different care preferences. Each of us has a different genome. Each of us has a different reaction to things. So, for example, yeah, I was the second human sequenced in the Human Genome Project. So, I actually know every disease I will ever develop. I know my risk factors. I've been vegan for 22 years. And so, I certainly think of food as medicine. And so these are some of my biases. So when I go see a clinician and say, I have a medical problem, I want my genome and my preferences to be taken into account. So here's the interesting story. That has happened. And as Paul said, it takes courage. So the New England Journal says, don't order a PSA, a prostate-specific antigen test, in any man because over 15 years, there's no reduction in morbidity or mortality for the population. And actually, that's true. But my genome says I'm going to die of prostate cancer, right? On the other hand, as a vegan who eats only rocks and sticks and has a resting cholesterol of 72, I have basically no heart disease or stroke risk. But the New England Journal says measure my LDL, HDL, and triglycerides every year. So my clinician has said every year you get a PSA and we are stopping all cholesterol-related tests. 
And that's precision medicine today. That's awesome. So you have an initiative that I just came aware of, so the sanctuary, correct? Right. So let's spend a couple seconds again. We have about uh, three or four minutes. So if you please tell the audience, uh, I've been able to follow this for the last couple of months. Please talk about your new initiative here. Please invest a lot of time and treasure. Sure. So I'm 55. And as a 55-year-old, it's the time in my life where I need to serve. Right, so I'm done with the, I've raised the children, I've buried the parents, it's now a question of service. So I established a 70-acre animal sanctuary, 250 animals, horses, pigs, donkeys, cows, chickens, geese, guinea fowl, great Pyrenees, a million bees, and we are a non-profit organization serving the greater community. We've actually dedicated half the property to public access and charitable causes, so on a daily basis. We have folks with autism, we have folks who are aging all coming to volunteer and learn. So it's really a wonderful environment. And unfortunately, it's snowing right now. I'm getting 12 inches today. So I'm enjoying my time at Tim's with you. And my wife is in the tractor clearing snow. <laughs> well, you also have you had a little catastrophe, too. But the, the, the pig was OK, right? Oh, my god. You really read. Yeah, well, I saw it. It came from the pig. So as you might imagine, as the facilities manager of this uh, you know, 70 acres, uh, Sanctuary. I am responsible for the Google Mesh networking, the 11 streaming cameras, the electrical, all the rest. And while I was here, one of the heated buckets for the pigs shorted out and caused a pig enclosure to burn. We do not lock any animals in any enclosure ever. So all of the animals were able to exit. Everybody's fine and safe. But there's a pile of ash where a building used to be. And the pig was okay. Totally fine. Excellent. And what's even stranger is the way we discovered this was four in the morning. And as you know, I don't sleep exactly. And so I was watching one of the mesh networked cameras, and I actually saw the fire start and called my wife and said, go out and take care of this. So this, hey, it was technology on the sanctuary. Technology is finest. Excellent. Thank you very much. Tonalanka, Paul Serato, thank you very much, guys, for joining the show. Tim Monroe, thank you very much, author, Forge contributor, great to have you on the show. You and I have, um, we did a radio show together about a month ago, we've done panels together in the past. Um, I think you're the only one who actually forecasted Donald Trump being president. <laughs> we, did a, we did do a show, yeah, though, forecasting, or just basically talking about where healthcare was going, and none of us forecasted the election no. results, but no. I think that we did a good job forecasting where healthcare would be right. in, in a couple of years uh, ahead. But, uh, but Dan Monroe, thank you very much for joining me live on air. And we are live, so we're shifting here. We're going to shift around some guests a little bit, but uh, but always uh, always great. So, from your perspective, first of all, let's dive into to Hams 18. Let's dive into your your great book, Casino Healthcare. But what do you hope to achieve by being here at Hams 18 this year? Yeah, so it's always a good lens into both where the industry is headed in terms of my coverage area, which is technology innovation and uh, policy as it relates to one of America's largest industries, which is healthcare. And one of the great taglines that I pulled away from the event yesterday was from uh, Dr. Madara, who is the, CEO, the president of the American Medical Association. I had a chance to interview him. And one of the takeaways from his organization is that it's really a $2 trillion a year industry with a $3.5 trillion price tag. That's right. 
So uh, it's a great lens into every year where the industry is making progress and then obviously where uh, some of the challenges are. So did you catch it in the keynotes yet? Have you caught a couple of them? I haven't, but of course I um, I read about them yeah, yeah. online, and in a lot of ways that winds up being for me as a writer more effective than probably being in the audience, which is a in a lot of ways can be its own distraction. Right. No. Very good point. So tell us, um, tell my audience and my group here about your book, Casino Healthcare. First of all, phenomenal read. I love the way. You size up where health, the health insurance market is, where health reform is going, and also some thoughts of where we need to go. And we've got some time, so let's dive into it. Sure. So, yeah, it was uh, actually at HIMSS last year that I got a chance to hear uh, Michael Levitt, who's the founder of Levitt Partners and also HHS Secretary, Governor of Utah. I mean, his background is phenomenal. He said something that struck me right between the eyes, which is that this kind of systemic health care reform that we're in the middle of really needs about a 40 to 50 year timeline. And he said, in effect, we're about halfway through. And I would tend to agree with that. I think we probably lost about five years in the sense of the chaos and the tumult that we've seen uh, as the result of this administration. So I, I think we may have lost about five years, but we're on track. There's a lot of talk about single-payer systems. There's a lot of talk about Medicare for All. There's a lot of talk about you know how we extend coverage in ways that everybody could be a part of the healthcare system uh, in a more meaningful way. And so that was part of the genesis for the book was really to help Americans in general understand that the system that we have, when they interact with it, they tend to feel that it's broken. Right, very true. And the reality is that it's not broken. It's actually working exactly as designed. And one of the things that tipped the hat for me in the sense of writing the book was actually a quote by Michael Lewis, who's one of my favorite all-time writers and authors, and they've made movies out of his books. I don't think there'll be a movie out of this one, but maybe a documentary. That would yeah. be a, a good one. But uh, one of the quotes that he had on 60 Minutes when he was promoting his book was the idea that uh, if the system is so complex that you can't understand it, then you can't question it. And my twist on that quote is, in healthcare, our system isn't actually all that complex, but it's totally opaque. So if it's so opaque that you can't see it, then you can't question it. And that's part of where uh, a lot of Americans are relative to understanding how the system actually works. So the book is designed as a kind of format to this big casino. And uh, we have a map here right. for the show at Hems, and it's a lot like that in the sense of trying to cover all the key elements of healthcare and healthcare design. So you covered this a little bit, but you know, writing a book of this magnitude and, and the complexity of the issue, what do you hope to achieve? What leave behind do you want uh, from a legacy standpoint for your book, or what do you hope to achieve by publishing the book? Yeah, so there's a lot of confusion right now on the term single payer. And some have called it Medicare for all. Uh, some call it still single payer. There's a new project that's actually identifying or trying to identify this as Medicare extra for all. So there's variations of this concept, single payer healthcare, and are we headed there? Which is a big kind of looming question in the background oh, yeah? of policy. 
And Even though last week it, it right reared its head again. So exactly. Yeah. And so the, the reality is that Americans are, are attempting to increase the popularity for the idea of single payer. My argument, which I make in the book, which is a full-throated argument, is the payment mechanism isn't as important as getting to single pricing. Single pricing healthcare is actually far more important yes. and has a bigger lever on cost than who pays for that. Whether we have a, a single-payer system or a multi-payer system is immaterial. We're a big, wealthy country. We can easily afford any healthcare system we choose to design except one, the one we have. <laughs> Excellent. So let's dive into that a little bit. I mean, what, do you, what are some of the solutions you know, getting to price transparency and those aspects. Yeah, so there is a lot of uh, focus and a lot of interest around the idea of transparency, but what I've seen in my travels is that there's actually a lot more pricing transparency that's available. For example, I live in Phoenix. One of the big healthcare systems in Phoenix is Banner Health, and I think it's like the eighth largest hospital system in the country. It's big. Yep. They publish their prices online. They've, almost, they've been poor leading for a long time. They have. Yeah, yeah. They have, and so they've been publishing their prices for a long time. But the reality is that that price is meaningless to most consumers because it is entirely dependent. The price ultimately is entirely dependent on your tier of coverage. And that isn't determined until you actually enter the healthcare system. And it's that tiered coverage that leads to tiered pricing. And so the tiered pricing is what is the whole fact or what's really holding us up, gating us from making the kind of progress that I think we need to make. So what would you say from a standpoint of um, moving the needle toward the what would be the argument for a single-payer type of system? I think that's kind of where you're cascading a little bit there. But what are your some of your thoughts there? Sure. So the big, the big lever that you get with a single-payer system is single pricing. Right, right. And so that's sort of my argument is that the two go hand in glove around the rest of the world. The rest of the world, in fact, as it relates to healthcare systems, have all adopted a model of universal health coverage. And that's a key distinction that I make because coverage is different than saying universal health care. Universal health care is an ambiguous phrase that can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people, often based on a political agenda. Right. And so somebody says universal health care. Well, what does that really mean? Universal health coverage has a very distinct definition, and the World Health Organization provides a good one that references the model that has been adopted throughout the rest of the industrialized world. America is literally the only country that doesn't have universal health coverage. So, shifting a little bit, obviously, casino healthcare is the book. People can download it, they can Amazon, they can get it all different. In fact, it's on sale right now at Amazon for the print version, which is 10 bucks. Perfect. Um, what's also serendipitous that we're in Las Vegas. So casino exactly. healthcare, we're in Las Vegas. And I love it when Hims comes to Vegas because it every does, two years. Every two years, it promotes it, it helps take my case. Yeah, I think we're bouncing now between Orlando and Vegas. Really two cities that can handle a group of 40 to 50,000 people. Exactly. It's, it's gotten to the point where I think the metrics this year will be easily 45,000 people. Yeah. So shifting a little bit uh, in our closing couple of minutes uh, on to him, what else do you hope to achieve over the next day or two walking around the show floor seeing 
speakers. So, so yeah, this is always a great opportunity every year in a condensed way to meet and yeah. see a lot of uh, solutions and a lot of progress that companies are making individually. But then it's also a great opportunity to link up with people that are in the industry that are making and, and forcing issues in the policy side as well as the innovation side. It comes together here like no other place uh, on the annual calendar. So that's one of the reasons why I come every year or try to come every year. You actually just had Ginny Romanotti walk um, from IBM walk behind you. Like, you yeah, you, this, yeah. Is, this is the place. If, you this love, is it. Yeah. Yeah, if you're here in healthcare, you're in health IT, you need to be at Hims. I mean, people, yeah. I hear people, oh, it's too big. No, you come here, you just throw yourself into the fray. You're going to meet people. You're going to see a lot of peers you've been collaborating for 20 years, 10 years. And as a big shout out, I was just at the Microsoft uh, Health Forum, which is an annual event. And I go all the way back to Microsoft Hug. Yes, a lot of people, remember, yeah, yeah, which a lot of people won't remember. But yeah. Microsoft Health Forum this year, I was a judge uh, for their innovation. Uh, we just shift around your radio spot for that, right? Right. Yeah. And, and uh, the exciting part about that was their huge commitment and big shout out to Open Smile, which is a, a charitable organization that they're working with closely to bring innovation around the world to philanthropic efforts like that for charity work. Yeah, that actually, that strategy follows Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation exactly. as well. They're, yeah, exactly. they and Bill has always had the huge personal commitment to healthcare, yes. as has Microsoft, and it's good to see that continue and extend. Excellent. Dan Monroe, thank you very much for joining the show. Casino Healthcare's his book. Check it out. And um, again, thank you for joining us, my friend. Thank you very much for having me. Good to see you. Good to see you. Thank you again for joining me for this aired recording from Hymns 18 live in Las Vegas. And please tune in weekdays at 2.30 p.m. Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Pacific to always hear our latest shows. As always, you can track me on Twitter at HIT Advisor and use the hashtag ThisJustInRadio so we can respond to your comments from this show. If you miss any of this episode or want to hear more, all of my radio shows are posted at ThisJustInRadio.com as well as on Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Google Play, and TuneIn. Also, check out the new website we've launched at justinbarnes.com. Thanks, everyone. Have a terrific week.